and welcome to Paradigm Playbook, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the business of sports. Your hosts, Dave Kozak and Steve Cook, are business owners, successful entrepreneurs, sports enthusiasts, avid readers, and longtime friends. For years, they've read every business book on the market and built successful companies with what they've learned. This podcast will give you the critical takeaways in just 15 minutes a week. It's a quick and easy playbook for building a winning sports business. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Steve. We appreciate your feedback. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review. If not, we'd still love to hear from you so we can improve. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Morning, David. Steve, Ready how are you? a good one? Yeah, we let's, are. Let's this, go. This let's is go. Paradigm Playbook, the podcast. Uh, so last time we talked a lot about goal setting and, and in talking about goal setting, we sort of got into the subject of planning, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think they're, they're very interested, but separate, right? So, you, you know, is it a chicken and the egg cart before the horse? Which, which do you do first? How do you do it? Uh, so I think a natural progression here is to start talking about the planning process. Um, and where the goal setting and then actually backing into the execution. Right? And you, you can't get into any discussion on planning without quoting Mike Tyson, of course. Yeah, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that's got to be part of your plan. It's like, how do you, how do you take a punch? Yeah, I mean, and, you think yeah. about military operations, you think about airlines, you think, what's the contingency? What's the contingency plan, right? Um, and the other thing I, I also really like in plans is redundancy. Mm -hmm. Right. But without wasting time, redundancy, right? You don't want to just waste time. And so the, I think the biggest aha moment for me in my career to date reflects back on Mike Tyson, right? Which is, yeah, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. So you can go through your goal setting. You can go through your Execution planning, your strategic management planning, your operations planning, your um, you know process planning, and all of a sudden something can happen that throws that way off. And I don't think there's a clearer example of that than what we all dealt with in COVID. Right? Think about it. You own a gym, you own a facility, you own an athletic complex, and all of a sudden you're told, "Nope, you're not allowed to do that anymore." Well, that's a that's a certainly a punch in the face at that time, right? Yeah, I think you have to be able to, so one, having a clarity of your plan going in that is company-wide. So we as entrepreneurs very often are very clear on where we're going and what we're doing and not so clear in communicating it to the team and, and making sure that everybody's on the same page so that when you go into a reactionary, you know, a COVID-type, you know, pandemic situation, um, you start acting, you know, the entrepreneur is the one who's thinking, here's the next plan. You start doing things and you're not stopping to, you know, to pull everybody along, um, to make sure everybody's in on, on the revised plan. And one other thing that I think is critical prior to really getting into the, how you do this is the idea that, um, decision making is critical in planning and no decision in its own right is a decision right so meaning it, it, particularly in the instance where you get punched in the face you got to make decisions and you and you got to go 
right? You can't be crippled by it and make no decision on it and expect the outcome to be positive. Yeah. So it's, um, it's at that point that you have to make sure that your overarching goals, your, your we talked about, um, wigs, you know, wildly important goals are where you go in an emergency. So that's what you have to focus on. So one, you need clarity Two, you need to make sure that you're focusing on those overarching goals that will drive your company. So, um, in, in the pandemic, it, it was about maintaining a clientele, about providing a service, continuation of service, those things. It wasn't about teaching a class or holding a meeting or those things that may have been part of your plan. You know, we're going to hold weekly meetings. Well, boom, that's the easy thing to get rid of. And then you go to the overarching goal and say, okay, how are we communicating? And, you know, boom, born is Zoom and, you know, all these other ways of doing things. And the smart ones are the ones that reacted to that, adjusted their plans, and found some benefit somewhere in in a tragedy. Yeah. So um, there's another aspect that I think as business owners, the larger you get, uh, the more complex the business, the more um, distorted clarity becomes, right? And I think it's 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 not that you you in your own right don't have clarity. It's that uh, the entrepreneur has um, so many things that tie into it that mm-hmm. you start to worry about too many things. And when you start to worry about too many things, you you become uh, focused on too much, and therefore you you don't come back to that which matters right and steve your your old quote is that which gets rewarded gets repeated right, right. <laughs> so all of a sudden if you're not getting the reward for the the number one a thing but you're seeing progress in all these other areas you can become sort of uh distracted towards that end result i'll give a personal example of this we went through the eos model created our scorecard and we found it i mean virtually impossible to get down to the limited number of things that we should be tracking. You call them KPIs, key performance indicators. Um, some people call them key metrics, some people, all these things, mm-hmm. right? On the scorecard, you're supposed to pick out like, really you want three things and that dictate overall business health. And because three things is easy to, to look at and manage, right? Our scorecard to this day probably still has 20 things on it, mm-hmm. right? In going through my planning process this year, I've, I've identified the two that matter. Everything else is a secondary uh, indicator, not the primary indicator of business health. And so I'm rewriting the, the book on all of our businesses to these two things, right? And for our business, it is the amount of people that attend our events. Mm-hmm. And the secondary thing is the amount of people that click point and buy our direct to consumer services. And if those two things are happening at the rate they need to happen, which I'll talk about how we got to what the rate that needs to happen, everything else falls in line. But you could be worried about, Hey, we got all these people. How quickly are we getting them through the process? How like you start focusing on all these subsequent downline things that really don't matter. But, but, if, but if you still have 20, 
you know, me, uh, metrics that you're, and you're not ac- accurately communicating your top two, the two drivers that are really driving the business. If you're not communicating that, then you've got, you know, me or Niall or somebody else that's out there, you know, thinking we're setting, you know, setting hell on fire. And, yeah. and it's like, we're not even in the right game. And I think sometimes I'll sit in a meeting and I'll, I'll gripe and him and haw and they're like, but we, 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 we got these 47 people through the system in three months. That was the target. And I'm going, well, gum, they did, but the number one indicator wasn't there. It should have been 75 people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so through no fault of their own, that distraction can well, be real. One of the things in planning that, and I always remember, so Brian Tracy, you go back and there's a lot of brilliant people that have written books recently, but go back to some of the older ones. Just some of the things that Brian Tracy said, you know, have stuck with me for a long time. And, and, you know, he always talked about a plan or a goal without a deadline is a wish. Mm-hmm. And so the deadline becomes important, you know, for you, you know, before you get to it. So you have this target. So if you and I sit down to write a book and we, you know, we say this great, we're going to collaborate on this book. In my mind, I'm going to complete a book in 90 days. And in your book, this is going to be wrapped up in two years. Yeah. You know, that neither will work because we're not aligned in what those deadlines are. The other great thing about a deadline is, you know, a deadline missed is the best indicator you can have because it, it's that exact time where you have to set a new deadline. Yeah. So um, it's not well, bad that it's missed. It's bad that if you miss missing it. Well, and I think, I think another thing that we get into in planning is the analysis paralysis. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, the quote I think is most impactful there is George Patton. General George Patton, who said a good plan executed today is better than a perfect plan executed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll spend a lot of time trying to get to that perfect plan. And reality is you had it, you had, you had it 80% and you could have done it last week or, or last month. And you, you delay and delay and delay until you believe it's perfect. And if you couple that with the Mike Tyson version of everybody has a plan to get punched in the face, you're going to get punched in the face. It's going to happen. So Get the plan where it's mobile and, and movable and, and proceed, right? Uh, I think another thing, and I'm going to stick on the you know, missed deadlines or, or things that we don't accomplish. As an entrepreneur or a business owner, you tend to start evaluating everybody within the system. And although may, you may not do it out loud, but you start placing blame on why this failed. You know, they didn't do that. You didn't do this. And really, it starts with what what should I have done differently? You know, and, and if you take that internal um, approach to it and say, what should I have done differently that maybe have given us a different outcome? I think that's where you start the evaluation to reset the next deadline and then get everybody aligned on, on where we're going with it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk the how, right? How, how do you plan, right? What, what, what do you have a pro right? So Steve, we talked last time and you said, all right, I like to get a 30 day head start. So you like to get a 30 day head start on your goals. Your goals are established and then you have to put the plan in place. Mm-hmm. How does that process sort of come together? Uh, so 
it, it one it, it's got to be habitual but you have to learn so uh now find a book for me called the four disciplines of execution i think that's what i think it's a covey book okay. is it i'm not i, I can't it, remember it, it sounds like a covey title but um thank you for listening visit paradigmplaybook.com to discover how we can support you and your business so and, uh, and i'm gonna miss a couple of the four but number one is focus. So in, in, as entrepreneurs, we come up with new ideas all the time. We're running a small business and you always think, well, I, I'm running, you know, we'll go back to gymnastics because it's my world. And we say, you know, it's like the kids in this business, in, the, in this discipline need to learn some dance. So I'm going to start a dance. And all of a sudden you're focused on this dance and you've lost your focus which was, you know, your key metric that you want was increasing the number, you know, increasing membership. So that's your goal. But now instead you're, you're focused on trying to teach more disciplines to the same people So you've lost your focus. So focus, I would, I would say is number one. And then number two, which ties right to it is, you know, act on the lead processes that will drive that metric that, you know, if you're doing one or two or three, whatever you're doing in your business, what is the lead metric? And there's four ways to measure your success, but you have to focus on the the one that's the lead, the one that's going to, if you want to go from 49 customers to 75, then maybe your lead focus there has to be prospecting and you're not getting the prospect or, you know, if it's total people attending events, you know, instead of teaching more at the event, maybe you need to run more events or maybe you need to send more invitations, you know, so you have to figure out where you're going with it. Um, I'm trying to think of the other two. Uh, Actually have them here, Steve. Okay. Give me the, the last two. Did I get the first two right? Got them correct. So the second one, is, third one is create a Okay, that's that's the that, habitual that's the, part. Yeah, that's the fourth one. Sorry, the third one is keep a compelling. Okay, that's where you. So we already hit them. So that's what <laughs> yeah. you were saying. That a, a scoreboard to do that, and I think, um, you know, we we create KPIs, and we do it in a group setting, and we create KPIs, and sometimes the the most important thing to the KPI is that it's achievable and maybe that shouldn't be where we are. It should be what's going to have the biggest effect rather than what do we have the best chance of achieving? Yeah. So if you're trying to get more customers and your whole thing is clients and you know that if you get 20 people to an event, you're going to pick up four clients, then where your concentration, you have to go to get more than 20 people to an event or running another event with 20 people or wherever it is, you've got to get that, you know, you're not getting to the first presentation. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a myth here that needs to be broken, which is you, you set the goals, then you do the plan, then you execute the plan. I think goal setting and planning are, uh, a organic and mutual process that you have to run sort of simultaneously. Um, and the, 
and while you're doing that, you're sort of brainstorming the execution of those. And so it's, it's all sort of happening at the same time, right? It's not, you don't just get to go into a goal setting meeting and then go, okay, here's the plan to hit the goal. And then, okay, here's the, here's what we have to execute to do it. I think you have to, you have to look at the goal. You have to measure it against reality and you have to come back and say, okay, if that's really the goal, how would we plan to get there? How are we going to execute it? When are we going to start it? When are we going to do that? It's a, it's a full blown sort of, cluster of things that you have to take into consideration as, you, as you're creating it. You don't just step in and go like, I, I give you an example. I want a hundred new clients. Well, in your entire history, you've never run on a hundred new clients and you just set a, a mark that is mm-hmm. arguably unachievable. Your highest year to date has been 20 and you're going to five exit. Well, how are you going to five exit? And so, and then you gotta, you gotta go taper it and say, okay, well, Let's just go for a 100% lift or a 50% increase. If I do 50%, where does that put the outcome? And then you look at the, you look at the numbers on the backside and then you come back and say, okay, that seems more reasonable, executable. Now to plan to get there, I'm going to double everything I did. Okay. So if I double everything I did, what's the spend on it? What's the, and, and so you're, you're running this process simultaneously and, and you have to have your own mental checks and balances as a business owner to what is tangible and realistic. And what does it take to get there? And then who? The who of it's huge too, right? If you're at max capacity and you're the one that's done all the recruiting into your business, whether it's new clients, new customers, whether it's new selling new widgets, whatever it may be, you've done all that. Who is in the seat that can take on the workload that would be a doubling of that? And that's where you start to get into the strategic part of executing the plan, right? And I think a lot of, a lot of people set whimsical goals right? They don't go through the smart goal process. And in going through the smart goal process, I think you have to do the planning simultaneously. So, so I want to have you look at it in one more way. And I get that, you know, unrealistic goals don't work. But if you set a goal to get 20 new clients a month, or, you know, let, let's say that's it. And you achieve that um, month after month after month. And your your team is starting to feel well this is pretty easy so they're bringing effort down to meet a goal rather than a than a goal up to drive the effort so i think the you know the you know there are two things it's 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 execution of a plan so you have to have a plan but the effort portion of it too is that has to be controlled and it doesn't just happen it it you know everybody has people on their team that are going to come back to the level that's acceptable and i think that's part of your plan so you know it said that um well you know, entrepreneur is the guy that you know jumps out of a plane and you know sews a parachute on his way down yeah. you know so it, it's like that's going on all the time but so i get that your plan has to be malleable and, and you're you're always changing it um but in both directions is all i'm saying yeah no i i 100 listen if if you are setting goals and sticking to them like they're the Ten Commandments written in stone, you're missing the whole issue that Mike Tyson brings to the table in that quote. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? If if you if you have a, a plan that is good for the business, good for you, good for the bottom line, it's it's good across the board, and you hit it, and you hit it quickly and more than once on a weekly or monthly basis reset the target mm-hmm. right hey i've got this i beat this <laughs> well, level i've achieved this mark let's go let's let's jack it 
And and you also have to have that. I think that's a cultural thing too, Steve. We're going back to some of our older conversations on business culture. But if you have if you have a culture of business, which is, hey, I hit the goal. Like you're asking you you asked me to do, and I did. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think it's culture, but I think we could go back to the discussion in, in one of our very early podcasts. We talked about business model canvas, and you know how it's you know writing it in erasable marker on a whiteboard is better than having a you know hundred page book that you never read again. Yeah. So if we go back and look at the seven components of this business model canvas. It's in there and it's in there, you know, in, in pencil or in chalk. So it can be changed. Yeah. Without question. So we're going to, we're going to try and stick to our timetable today uh, so that it's at least a a chewable bite size uh, podcast. The couple of sort of summary points to me, um, I think in, in the way I operate, I'm constantly looking at the next time right so the next time i revisit this goal this model right throughout the year let's say and 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 i typically am i'm a pretty year oriented goal person right I, i usually go on the calendar year um if i get to june and i'm not happy with the result disappointed i'm already thinking forward to the next year i'm already thinking about how i would do it differently so be malleable in the in the planning um don't be afraid to pivot if if it's if it's not broke don't fix it but if it is broke or it's not running according to what you how how you saw it going don't be afraid to change right that's one of the beauties i think of being an entrepreneur is you're okay with change you you have become comfortable being mm-hmm. uncomfortable right that is that, that is one of the keys i've noticed in every entrepreneur they're okay taking the risk they're okay leaping they're they're okay making the jump until they get to a certain point and then they're like very cautious of like, well, we've always done it this way and, and uh, you know, it's been a good business. Um, but I think that's the, that's the pinnacle. Uh, the downside of that mountain is how are you selling? How are you closing? How are you transferring it? What, what are you doing? So that's the begin with the end in mind part of it. And, and, you know, I'll close it out with saying, you know, the key is, is transparency in, you know, whether it's, it's your business partners and I'm not talking people that own your business, but your, your banker, lawyer, all your partners in your business and your partners that are working in your business and your clientele, you have to be transparent about what you're doing and what your goal is and what your plan is. Yeah. yeah. And, and to that same point, like transparency is, is a, uh, it is certainly a learned skill. Mm-hmm. It is not something that just naturally like you, you as a business owner at times just expect. And I used to talk with my current business partners um, and, and say that, you know, they'd be disappointed in somebody's performance or somebody's production or somebody's discipline to a particular thing. And I'd be like, well, y- you have to teach them what it is you expect. You can't just say, do this. And then you get it back and it's not in a manner or order that you get it back in, whether it's showing up to a meeting, whether it's not like, uh, whether it's an actual thing you do, it's like, Hey, I expect it to be done this way. So the more transparent, the more clarity you can give at the front, the less disappointment you have on the backside. And I think that's part of that transparency thing as well. Um, so it's just, that's just food for thought, uh, that, 
you kind of hit a nerve with me on that one. Okay, so you know, in closing out today, why don't why don't we make a plan to go back and re readdress the business model canvas and to see how all the components in there and how all those you know the the change takes place. I think another pod, another one in close proximity is the transparency conversation. Like get getting deeper on that and okay. and the how of that, um, and that kind of you know leader vision culture piece that the transparency creates. So everybody, I know we threw a lot at you. We didn't we didn't dig real deep into how you plan. I think that's got to be individual to the business, but. I think we gave you good parameters to think about, sort of like the guardrails of planning and goal setting in these last two episodes. So I hope you liked it. Um, please uh, subscribe, like, share our podcast to anyone that's, that's you know, an entrepreneur or thinking about being an entrepreneur. I think this is, this is just great information. I wish I had when I started. And everyone, please start looking for our Playmaker episodes that are starting to come out now. So, uh, and if you're interested and if you are a Playmaker in the sports business, and want to be interviewed, go to our website and you can see how you can uh, apply to, to do that. Thank All right, you. everybody. That's Make it, it a great day. Hey, if you're enjoying Paradigm Playbook Podcast, please share and tag us on social media. Your support is greatly appreciated. Paradigm Playbook members, your exclusive content, including the related page from the playbook and game plan video for applying this concept to your business, are available now. Check your inbox today. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com for past episodes and additional resources for running a successful sports business. See you next week.